Listener Production. A massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday. Abby Holmes and Ryan Daniels join me with a big breaking story about the Gold Coast Suns' next coach and for how long that will be happening. We talk about goal umpiring and why the Crows aren't upset enough. Richmond's end of an era. The Blues are a lock. Everything else has been going on in the world of footy. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk for your Monday. Daisy Thomas here and back. The queen of the Kimberley, Abby Holmes. Welcome. <laughs> good morning. It's good to be back. I haven't uh, been in studio in a couple of weeks. I've missed your little face. If anyone hasn't uh, and isn't aware of what Abs has been up to, jump on her Instagram because she's been taking the absolute P15S. <laughs> uh, helicopters, jet planes, nine flights, champagne, you name it, she's done it. Abs, uh, it is good to see you back though. And... Back by popular demand, yes, not just your popular. good self. A real rating spike last week <laughs> when we got the unofficial mayor of Perth on the line, <laughs> Ryan Daniels. Hello and welcome back. Uh, don't tell Basil Zemplis that because he is the actual official mayor of Perth. So, yeah, I'm going for the mayor of Gosnell's unit. That's a that's a very Perth joke, but uh, Gosnell's <laughs> not the best area. Um, so I wanted to say Abby's Instagram it, yes. I've had to block her because I can't – it's too painful to watch. It's not just last week, Daisy. She's everywhere all the time. What do you This mean? woman's life is insane. Excuse me. I was in your the home high... state last week and you muted me. Yeah, but oh, that's thanks why. thanks for the call. Thanks yeah. For the, yeah, thanks for the call. <laughs> no, no catch up for a coffee. Oh, no, I'm no sorry. Dinner. I'm Nothing. sorry. Next time. No, no you're living the, living the life abs and you deserve every second of it. Uh, and Daisy was a pro last week, an absolute pro. I'm so sad that I missed your debut. He was very, very good, and there was a clear rating (laughs) spike. And understandably, because not only are you coming with some great content, but you've got some breaking news all the way from Western Australia about something going on in Victoria. Well, this is massive news. Uh, Victorian man, Damien Hardwick, is going to coach the Gold Coast Suns. Now, that's not the best kept secret because it's been on the cards for a long time now, and a lot of good journos have been across this. But the contract is a six-year deal, wow. which is massive. 2029, this thing runs through to the end of. Absolutely huge. And this, to me, is the it, – it's – Probably after Gary Ablett, this is the most significant thing the Gold Coast Suns have done in terms of a personnel hire uh, in their entire existence. This He can't be out there on the field, but what a Damien Hardwick does mm. is he changes the entire club. He inspires, he motivates, he brings everybody together for that young group. And this is, again, this is no shade at Stewie Jew, fantastic bloke, fantastic coach, but they needed a new voice and what a voice they're getting. Yeah, they just needed a bit of a shake-up, didn't they? As you just said, we love Stewie Jew, but uh, change is a good thing. Damien Hardwick to coach the Suns and the AFL and, and that footy club will be hoping that they can start climbing their way up the AFL ladder and play some finals in the years to come. I thought you were going to say change is as good as a holiday and then you would have been taking the genuine piss <laughs> because that's what you do. But I love the fact it's a long-term deal yeah. that takes all the pressure off in the interim. So can give him one or two years to sack a few, move a few on, bring a few people in mm-hmm. and then really have their tilt, whereas I think there'd be a lot of expectation if it was a three or four year deal, that that sort of happens straight away. Speaking of bringing some people in though, there's a few little rumours floating around that Dustin mm. Martin might be on his I hit see, list. I, I, I could be completely off the mark here, but I don't think the Dimmer would be approaching Dusty for one year or two years. Mm. I think the sort of legacy piece that he leaves at Richmond, yep. I don't think Dimmer would want to tarnish that for his own personal gain. That's true. Yeah, there is a bit to that. And and I also want to add to this, and I don't want to be all doom and gloom about Gold Coast because the AFL's throwing a ton of money in there. It's a growth area. 
But I also get the feeling that if this doesn't work, if this doesn't put them on the map officially, if this doesn't turn them into a really big, really successful football club, I don't know what else can. Because, as I said, they had the, the Gary Ablett signing. That was great at the start, a little bit of fanfare. They've had so many picks. They've had some great young talent come through there. Now you've got the guy at the top of the tree. You've got Damian Hardwick running the show. If this doesn't work, hopefully we're sitting here in six or seven years going, how good was that? They've won a flag. Yeah. Now they're a big club. They've turned Gold Coast into a football town um, and everything's gone beautifully. I hope that's the case because if it isn't, I'm not sure what else can. That's a seven years real doomy sort of down and out attitude you brought <laughs> to a Monday when we're up and about. I've had more caffeine than you meant to. Uh, Abs, we're going to go through our three yes, hot takes from the weekend and we you're going to kick us off. Let's roll. What happened to the Western Bulldogs Go yesterday? with your official quote that you were going to put there. Well, I'll say it in a nice way. WTF. Where are the finals? Well, that too. <laughs> um, but Western Bulldogs, this was a gigantic opportunity yesterday. Yep. They've got Geelong next week down at the Cattery, a must-win game now. But they're, they're, their finals destiny is now out of their hands. So they need to rely on winning at the Cattery, which is very, very hard to do. And also GWS need to lose to the Blues. And what the Giants did on the weekend was very, very impressive. But this is a side, West Coast Eagles. And, and sorry, Ryan, I know that you're over in the West. But they'd won four of their last 47 games coming into mm. that one. Like, this is a side that's rock bottom. Um, the Western Bulldogs are applying for their finals series, uh, I guess, appearance, and this is what they serve up. Seven-point loss to the – at that point in time, the Wooden Spooners, they're off the bottom now. But And throw in the fact that they lost to Hawthorne the week before. I know Hawthorne have been troubling some teams, but that's 17th or 17th, 16th yeah. and – 18th at the time of those games, that's your finals gone. Like they would have been looking at the fixture and not, maybe not the club because I know they don't necessarily say here's an easy win, but imagine being their supporters. Oh, geez, we're in. We've got Hawthorne, we've got West Coast. You know, we'll have to win that Geelong one and it'll be tough. But that was, they were a sitting duck, West yeah. Coast. They were a sitting eagle like with no wings. Their, their wings had been clipped and it, an easy kill. They didn't yeah. take it. Bevo looked genuinely shell-shocked yeah, in that last quarter. He was just like, what? I'm not going to swear, but what is going on? And I, I genuinely, even in that fourth quarter, I never thought that the Western Bulldogs were going to win that game until there's two minutes from, um, sorry, lose that game until there was two minutes remaining. It's interesting when you think about the games the last two weeks as well, because if you are a really good side, you should rock up with expectation of an eight goal win, say against the Hawks. Yes, they're playing better football, but no, no, no. If we're going to be taken seriously, a pass mark for us today is a win by a certain amount, yeah. which changes the initial mindset of the players. Not just we're going down to hopefully win. We're going to go down, we're going to play our best, and we're going to absolutely smack these blokes. Same with West Coast. Come out and go, look, we might not have to kick a lot of goals in the yeah. first quarter, but show we're up for the fight, not be six goals down, and then we will just put them away. Our talent, yeah. our class in the end, will put them away because they do turn over in the last quarter. Take the sniff out of it, they'll be gone. And Rhino, I'm not sure if you heard Bevo's interview pregame where he basically said he was a little bit nervous about how it was going to start and how the game was going to, I guess, mm. be played. And, and the fact that your head coach is saying mm. that pregame before the opening bounce, that, that was a bad sign in itself. It certainly a, was. So we can touch more sign. on West Coast with our man in the West later on. Your second point is the Lions. I'm digging them. Ooh. I'm digging the Lions at the moment. It's all about finding your form, finding that continuity in that form and, and your personnel at the right time of year. Yep. 
Obviously, a really great win on Friday night against, you know, the the premiership favourites in Collingwood who aren't necessarily travelling all that well at the right time of year. But for the Lions, uh, that midfield group is where I want to focus first and foremost because over the last few weeks, they hadn't been travelling at their best. And I I think that's ever since Will Ashcroft went down as well. For a first-year player, he plays such a crucial role for that side, for that midfield. Him in there allowed the likes of Dunkley and Neil to go about their business. So when he came out of that side with the ACL injury, it just took the Lions a little while to get that that midfield group humming again. And I think on Friday night, they showed us what they're capable of. And as we know, heading into September, it's all about finding that form at the right time of year. And I just get the sense that the Lions are doing that. And that win on Friday, if they win this week against Saints, they effectively do not have to leave the Gabba until a potential grand final at the MCG. They'll, they'll earn the opportunity to have a, a, a qualifying final and then a prelim at the Gabba, and we know how potent they are up there. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a different proposition taking on the Brisbane Lions at the Gabba well, as yeah. opposed to anywhere else. So all they have to do this week is go out and roll oh the God. Saints. Oh, my God. Sorry. Don't I be- thought... Devin Roberts, Robertson, how, how have we not, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I sent a screenshot into... I thought you were going to say him. No. Kings would not have been happy. <laughs> I sent a screenshot into our footy talk WhatsApp group with the amount of followers that he gained from that. I thought you were going to do it shirtless today. We need more followers at footy talk. <laughs> we would be losing them if I had the rig out. He's up to 39,900. And he started so at 11. So he's about to eclipse the 40K mark. Just wow. Forgetting. Come on, Rhino, take one for the team. Wow, is that all you got to do? <laughs> Once upon a time, I might have considered it. Right now, oh boy. we've gone through the roof. Um, uh, but Dev Robert, interesting on Dev Robinson. Just a note: out of contract, right? West Australian boy. Some chatter over here about him. Keep an eye on Devin Robertson. Maybe this changes everything. Okay. Maybe this puts him on the map because the marketing stuff just pumps him up at Brisbane. <laughs> Suddenly he's in the calendars. He's Mr. January or wherever month he's born. Front it could change and... everything. It could change everything. Yeah. And your last point, Abs, and this is arguably going to be the biggest talking point of this entire week, and it was the biggest one out of the weekend. Goal umpires. I'm not happy. Yeah. Dale Thomas just banged his head on the, the microphone for those listeners. Yeah, that wasn't uh, a great um, um, but way I, to show frustration, I was, about, was it? No, I was about to go on strike after Saturday night because oh. it's just not good enough. Gill comes out yesterday, which I appreciate the fact that the AFL have come out and said we got it wrong. Yeah. But with what was at stake, them saying, I'm sorry, it, it is a mistake, we got it wrong, but the result stands, that's not good enough because if Adelaide win that game – They've got West Coast this week, which obviously the Eagles just they had a win on them. But they win. They're playing finals footy. Yeah, I'm very much in the same camp as you. I, okay, question. Off. Question with only one answer. Should that have been overturned, as in post-game? Should, yesterday, should Gill have come out and said, we're actually going to change the result? They can't. With a minute remaining, they yeah. can't. And that's the thing. If it, if it was a kick after the siren or with 10 seconds mm. to go – you know that that result is going to stand. But when there's a minute remaining, you don't know what could play out in that minute. Yes, Adelaide had all the momentum. Yes, it gives them time to go back to a centre bounce, get players behind the ball, that kind of thing. But with that amount of time remaining, unfortunately, you can't overturn it. But as we were just talking about off-air, um, Dale, if if we're Ben Keys, we are running up to the field umpire, we're tackling oh, the I goal umpire. I would yeah. started blowing it myself. And said, yep. no, 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 we need yep. to review that right now. I'm not mm. moving, we're not moving. I'd lay down, kick and scream. I don't care if you're the Adelaide Crows players, just lay down on your back and say, I'm not moving until that goal's reviewed. 
on, on the flip side, if you watch Sydney's body language, it was like, oh, yep, let's play on. We got it. We're out of the square here yeah. and we're off. And I think it was Jake Smart. Lloyd. Uh, just we're out of here. And that that sort of stuff, it's it's almost human instinct, right, for the umpire to be like, okay, yeah, must be a point. Okay, let's go. Like everything just plays on and everyone forgets about it. But now we're talking about it for two days. And this will this will burn the crows. And they're a young side. They're on the way up. I think we all like what they're doing and the young players that they've got. Maybe this will help in the long run. It'll just burn inside them all summer. They'll know that they probably should have been playing finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll come out this week and, and hopefully put on a really good performance. Uh, but, yeah, that, that one burns. That's really tough. Well, this leads, Dale, into your three points. Your first one is around why isn't Adelaide more upset? Why are they just laying laying over? Yeah, if I'm a fan of the Crows or I'm a member, like, I'd be... Like me. Like you. <laughs> and I'm just even just the... The passion that I have for the game and putting yourself in the player's shoes, I get that they've come out and there might not be much they can do about it, but at least show that you are knocking down doors, you are taking it to the nth degree to try and get a result and try and potentially turn a result. It's not going to happen. 99.9% it probably won't happen. Mm. But if I'm one of the 60,000 Crows members, I want my football club doing more than putting a release out saying, look, we accept the AFL's apology and we move on. That's, to me, that isn't good enough. No. And yes, no doubt the AFL have come with a few little promises on the back of their apology about maybe the way the fixturing goes next year because this is the way things happen in the business. But the fact that it isn't being kicking and screaming and complete carry on, it's season defining. It's a lot of commercial cash. It's opportunity on a big stage. I would be absolutely filthy right across the board if I was the Adelaide Crows and they seem to have just accepted it. And moving on. Yeah, I'm not happy with that either. Tim Silvers came out and said they're extremely disappointed. It is what it is, that kind of thing. But you used Eddie Maguire as yeah. an example. And he, he would agreed be, with me. Yeah, he would be banging down the doors, and you said it beautifully, with 100,000 members behind him being like, this is not okay, we're not going to accept it. Uh, you're not going to end our season off the back of, of a, an umpiring error. And as we said, we don't think they can really do anything to overturn it. No. But the fact that you've tried and yep. at least shown the, how much you care and how much this hurts mm. is a completely different thing. Uh, my second point for the weekend was the fact that Richmond, it's now an end of an era for them, <laughs> which hurts to say, and it was tough to see on the weekend. Weekend, but was. Jack Rewalt, Trent Cotchin, the way they were sent off was absolutely brilliant. Well done to the Richmond Footy Club. Well done to their fans for showing up in mass numbers and celebrating them for the champions they have been. But unfortunately for Richmond, you've got Dusty Martin left, who's pretty much the last of those big figures throughout this journey. Cotchin out, Rewalt out. That is mm. the mm. glory era is over. Now they need to form another way and start the process again. Plus, they went in all in on Taranto and Hopper, who Taranto's had an outstanding season. Hopper's had some really good moments when he hasn't been banged up. But they gave away their draft picks for that to get into those players, um, which is great. But there's not a lot on the terms of coming out of the closet in terms of great young talent. You know, there's not anyone that you go, geez, how good's this kid? I mean, there's a couple of maybes, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no outstanding young talent. So they're going to have to go and grow those players again. I heard Brendan Gale come out and say they don't necessarily want to go back to the bottom. They don't want to go and be a bottom four side and then have to come all the way back up. They think they can just sort of hang in that middle for a bit and maybe then push up again. Interesting to see. It'll depend a lot on who they get as a senior coach as well. But yeah, yeah it's sad. It's the end of an era, but all these things end. The Lions ended theirs. The Cats ended theirs. It, at some point, these great teams... They do uh, disband, but what a run. What an Mm. insane run. And great for Richmond people because they had it so tough for so long. Absolutely. And the resumes those two leave with are envious. Everybody Mm. is at envy of them.
That's, I think, a word. Uh, the last <laughs> one is the Blues lock. We won't touch on this, but just the fact that the Blues found a way to win, which takes out all the anxiety that the Blues fans would have had thinking that they were going to guess it, mm-hmm. then they would have had to wait till 6.10 on a Sunday, last round of the season, <laughs> like they did last year against the Pies and Melbourne in their last two games, and they would have potentially gassed it. So that's all gone. The Blues are a lock. They play finals. Everyone in Melbourne rejoices. Hey, hang around. Plenty more to chat about. We will get through Rhino's top three, plus a bit of news and MRO stuff that is floating around. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Footy Talk Podcast for your Monday. The great man over in Perth, still here, Ryan Daniels, off the top in case you missed it, has just announced that Damien Hardwick, officially to the Gold Coast on a six-year deal, I'd love to get an official figure on what the dollar amount would be because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's going to have a lot of zeros in it. But Rhino, let's roll through your three takeaways from the weekend. Yeah, well, I want to start with Essendon because oh, I feel yeah. like somehow this is going under the radar. I guess with the Bulldogs losing to West Coast and a couple other results across the weekend, obviously the goal everyone's talking about that we've discussed. But Essendon, they go up to Sydney in a game that if they win that game mm. and a few other results go their way, they're still a finals contender. They were sitting this, in ninth, Ryan. There you go. This was disgraceful. Oh. It was it was gutless. And, yeah. and if I was an Essendon fan who they have been tortured over the last 20-odd years, this might have been the end for me. I, I, I could tell you that 126 <laughs> points. The Giants set a personal record in terms of how many points they've scored. This is a joke. Jesse Hogan kicks nine goals, takes 17 marks. He looked like Wayne Carey out there. <laughs> and Hogan's a really, you know, he's a talented forward, but that should not be happening. I, that was disgraceful. I don't think there's been enough noise made about this. The Bombers, mm. they've, they've had some good wins this year. They've beaten some teams they should have. But to go up there in a game that matters and lose by that much, that, 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 that is right up there with me with games like West Coast losing to Sydney by 170. Because well, you look at the talent disparity, this is this is almost worse. Shouldn't probably be surprised considering they rolled North Melbourne and West Coast in the two weeks prior by a combined margin of 10 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not ideal. Producer I, Zoe is a diehard Essendon fan. You're telling her to jump off, Ryan? Well, I'm telling her, you saying make some noise if you're a Crows fan. The Bombers <laughs> yes. fans need to revolt. This is this has been going on for the better part of two decades. You know and who's going to just you wind go, them up? is Brad Scott now. Oh. If you played poorly on the weekend Imagine and you didn't rat. have a contract, there will be people being literally rolling in today and their papers are stamped. You he will, will take to that club and clean it out. So this doesn't happen again because this is a cultural thing. You this wouldn't isn't make a who contact. you've got at the top. This is between the ears. This is your players rolling out these results, as you said, for two decades. There's going to be wholesale changes at that footy club. It would have happened anyway. But on the back of this result now, there's probably a few more that just get moved on. When was the mm-hmm. last time that Jesse Hogan kicked over five goals in a game? Uh, so it was 2004. Wow. He was playing under 17. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, uh, it has oh been God. a long time. It has been a really long yes. time. I mean, happy for Jesse Hogan too. Absolutely. He's been through a lot. Yeah. Um, my second point, the Eagles. We talked about the Western Bulldogs and the impact that loss has on them. You know, they're, they're up against it to play finals now. What a disgrace it was. But the Eagles... That's a strange win for them. Isn't now, it? I'm of the belief that wins matter a lot when you're a bad side. A win is worth almost five or six. To, to the players out there for West Coast, who they've been through a, a hell of oh, a yeah. couple of years, just a, a really ugly couple of years, and Adam Simpson's job's under the pump. To come out there and win, fantastic. However, 
There is a, a big portion of their supporters, and one of the producers here for breakfast, Tom Atkinson, he, he's a massive Eagles nuff. He is flat as a tack this morning because it means <laughs> you're not getting Harley Reid. Yes. You're not getting this. And for two years you've been dog awful. And at the end of the, the carrot at the end of the stick is supposed to be that you're going to get this kid that's going to change everything. Mm. Now that's gone. And to make it worse, there's every <laughs> chance Ben Mackay leaves and then North Melbourne get a compensation pick, which is pick two. Now you've got to add in the fact that Jed Walter is the second best kid in this draft. He's a Gold Coast Suns Academy guy. So then you're at pick four suddenly of your West Coast. So you drop from one to four. It's uh. It really is painful for West Coast fans in that way. Now having said that, Impressive win for Adam Simpson. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, I'm, exactly I'm right. having the cake <laughs> and I'm eating it and it's all over my face um, <laughs> because those players did play for Adam Simpson. But my goodness, what? Like, how do you guys sit with this? Obviously, you can't tank and Adam Simpson was very funny about that post-game. Yes, he was. This does actually change the, the future of the footy <laughs> club in a bad way. It's, it's such a relevant point. The fact that North Melbourne now are on the bottom and they're happy days for them, uh-huh. obviously. They've they're got rebuild. good kids already coming They've got through. good kids yeah. and now they're going to get even stronger. It's I just love this. Footy as an industry, they're screaming for Adam Simpson to get a win to yeah. get his players to show something. <laughs> but he's done it too Uh-oh. well and they win and now yeah. they lose the number one pick and they're up in arms. He'd be sitting there going, what do you actually want from me? Wowzers, can I just ask you a question? Right. Yeah. Does this yeah. change anything in the conversation yeah. of Adam Simpson in terms Good of question. his coaching role moving forward? Yeah, a lot of noise last week around his job and that they were reviewing it. Now, I could tell you late last week the board hadn't met and talked about Adam Simpson. It's very difficult to get board members in a room together to make a decision like that. They're very busy and people. Yeah. They are. And, and, I'm, and a Euro I'm told summer going on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's very, exactly. It's very warm over here. It's a lot of sun to get to. Just ask Abby. Um, now, what I will say is that they will meet at the end of the season. Now, they, they, they're not meeting this week. It won't be – Adam Simpson's not going to get sacked this week. They won't guarantee him this week. But he has two years. Mm. He has two years on the contract. So, as it stands, he's going to be the coach. Unless something drastic changes, there are very big supporters of him on that board. There's people like Justin Langer who have been through some stuff with coaching that we know about. Um, I don't necessarily think that it was going to be a chop. Now, the way it was described last week by Eddie Maguire was they're reviewing it. Mm. Right now, had they come out yesterday or Saturday and been pantsed, that may have changed the conversation, but they didn't. It went the other way. But we, I, I'm a big fan of Adam Simpson. Keeg spent a year over at West Coast. He was he's a great, great person. But nobody, no coach globally mm. in any sporting code survives this record. Yeah. Uh, the, the other part of this abs that some people are overlooking is that contract, right? And a lot of people are saying, well, how could they possibly extend him with what was going on at that club even two years ago? Now, that extension came about because of COVID. So during COVID, he took a lot less money, a lot less money to keep other people at that footy club. And so part of that was, okay, well, we'll we'll extend your contract and pay the money you're owed on the back end. So in the short term, he took a lot less to stay and to help out other people. And then they extended it. So that's how they found themselves in the contract situation. So it's money he's owed. So either way, they've got to pay it. Mm. And, And I know you're right. The numbers say that no one else survives this. But the injuries and the issues that they've had, it's compounded it big time. If I had to bet on it, I would say he'll be there next year. 
And I think it's indicative of what's out, what else is out there in the coaching realms. Mm. You don't want to just pass on a bloke that's going through a hard time at the minute, but then you're bringing in an untried senior coach, coach who you don't know, yep. and mm-hmm. that means the pressure will mount even more, or you go and try and jag someone off the heap again, and yep. your club's probably in a similar spot. So. Yeah, agreed. The, the last point I have on this before I move on to point number three is the West Coast Eagles are a very clever football club. They've had a lot of success. If Adam Simpson does go... You can you can bet that they will already know who their next coach is. Mm. I will say that. So that yeah. if, if you do see a move in the next week or two, they'll already have a plan. Do you have an insight in that? You've got your pul- finger yeah. on the pulse with everything over there. There's a couple of guys that I would keep a watch on, and they both work for the Sydney Swans, and they both have West Coast Eagles in their blood. So I'll say that. One's named Don Pike, one's named Dean Cox. Just keep an eye <laughs> on those two guys, I would say. Okay. Did, did um, you see Abs's face there? Because she was happy with the explanation. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) Um, Point number three, and I couldn't love this one anymore. Yeah, Zach Butters could win the Brownlow medal. Uh, Fantastic season from him. I think we forget how good his start was because when they fade in the middle, we all just forget. And he was injured a little bit. He was carrying some stuff. But his finish has been almost as good as his start. Uh, Dacos obviously was the clear favourite. He's obviously not playing, so that he comes back to the pack. He's right up there with the Bont and Petrarca for me. Uh, I think he could win it. He was best on ground again yesterday. They got Richmond in the last round. If he pulls another three, and I have a, I have a, a very good friend of mine who he gambles for a living, right? This is part of what he does. And he reckons Zach Butters is winning the Brownlow medal. So there you go. Little tip for the listeners out there, okay? Gamble responsibly. Uh, But Zach Butters could win it. Your thoughts? This is good. This is exciting. Because up to about, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it was Nick Dacos by how much? I think we're going to see a tie, yeah. like oh. a potential three-way tie. Love that. Ooh. 2002, I think, was the last time that that yep. happened with Nathan Buckley, Adam Goods, and Mark Rashuda, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I think, and with the way the count is, you could throw literally a blanket over five of them. That'd be good, though. Nick Dacos is going to be in front of the furlong pole with a stack of horses oh chasing, and it sets up for a grandstand finish. So I look forward to that night, and... Hopefully we have as much fun as we did last year. A bit of MRO news knocking around. Tommy McCartan will receive a ban. Mm, That's a big one because obviously that means if it's two matches, that means the first final is also ruled out. And Sydney are going to play finals now too, thanks to that Adelaide debacle. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, That's tough. And they need him. Obviously they've got no key defenders. Paddy's retired. Um, So Tommy's huge for them. I'd be interested to see if they fight that because they need him so badly. Even if they think they can't win it, they almost got to take a chance. Mm. Mitch Duncan's got a one-match ban for his sling tackle on Jack Higgins. Bo McCreary, one-game ban for a dangerous tackle on Darcy Wilmot. Uh, Ollie Henry just a fine and Tom Atkins just a fine. Uh, I will say, watching Luke Shuey's um, retirement video a couple of weeks ago and the highlights were all him tackling blokes and every one of those tackles he would have got a two-week ban for these days. <laughs> Footy has changed so much in five years just with those uh, the sling tackles. And some injury news. We've got Murphy. It was out with a back injury. Well, so they can't afford to I guess lose he's a defender. test. Yeah. From the Lions, Archie, Ribs and McCarthy, a calf. I mean, those two players have been in pretty good form, particularly yeah. Archie. Yeah. So that is a big loss for Brisbane. You don't want to lose depth guys at this time of year. Seb Ross, a hammy for St Kilda. Asava Radigalia, early in the game, subbed out with a hammy as well. And again, you need guys like Asava, great defender. Will he beat the Cats next year? That's a big question. Uh, Brad Close, an ankle injury. And Rory Sloan, a nasty one in the eye as well. And a couple over here. Uh, Tom Jonas, and we'll just touch on this really quickly. He came off with a really nasty head knock. Didn't go through the concussion protocol immediately, played on, then went into the concussion protocol, which 
if you're tracking the time, didn't quite reach 20 minutes. Mm. It was about 16 minutes. I'd expect that to be a decent-sized story for the next couple of days. So keep an eye on the Tom Jonas stuff with Port Adelaide. And we'll keep an eye on Geelong as well because apparently they've already sent Jeremy Cameron in to get a shoulder fix. So they're conceding that their season may be absolutely over. Team... Bloody fantastic to see you on a Monday. You've come with guns loaded. You've fired lots of bullets and we couldn't love it anymore. Abs, you have a wonderful week. You too, Dale. Rhino, go and enjoy some more sun over there. Yeah, I'm just going to get the shirt off, get the sun cream on and, uh, get, a and get some followers. bacon done. Yeah, and get the more followers. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got any questions for us, jump on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Joey and Rui bring you all the big stories. Plus, we'll get to some of those questions. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. Listener.